All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We are live in Toronto. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. I'm Tyler Ramjack. He is our Daily Faceoff Insider, Frank Saravalli. And Frank, we're sitting in the Seagram's VO Whiskey Studio out at Sponsorship X here at the Fairmont Royal York. And the energy's good. We got a lot to get to today. I as know, well. so good. Big trade. Number one guy off our yeah. trade targets board. He's gone. Elias Lindholm. Get uh, on moving to Vancouver. Yeah, we're going to get into that in uh, just a second here. But first, just All-Star Weekend, the vibes. I mean, the last couple, we were in Florida together last year. We were in Vegas the year before that. It is nice to not be sweating our you-know-what off in the Florida sun. <laughs> Speak I, I for did. yourself. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but the energy in Toronto is really good. It, it's, there is something a little bit different about like a big, big hockey market like this, having an event. Well, yeah, you put it in a place that matters, and all of a sudden the feel is different. And... This is kind of what All-Star is all about to me. You know, the players might like the sun and the warmth and maybe a chance to go to the beach, but I think this is a great setting for it. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're going to have a little All-Star game roundtable with Johnny Lazarus and Colby Cohn coming up in about 10, 11 minutes on the show. But first, let's get into the news that had All-Star weekend buzzing yesterday. Frank Elias Lindholm, you said it, the number one target on your trade targets board. He is gone. He's staying in Canada, going from Calgary to Vancouver. The package coming back the other way. Andre Kuzmenko, kind of cap-related reasons, mm-hmm. but Calgary picks up a piece there. Hunter Brustevich, another prospect in Yoni Yermo, a first-round pick and a conditional fourth that could become a third if certain things break certain ways. But let's start with the Vancouver perspective, what they're adding in Lindholm. This is an impact piece, and it's a team in Vancouver that's going all in. They are, and I, I love this move for Vancouver because they add a piece in Lindholm that I think takes a cup contender and helps turn them into a favorite. And when you can add 
that type of player, yeah, you gave up your late first-round pick. And by the way, they hit all-star break tied for the league lead in points, so very likely to be uh, pretty late in that first round. And also, you're celebrating because you're sitting there going, we did not give up our top prospect. The fact that they were able to hang on to LaCara Mackey, that to me is huge. And then now they've added, added this piece that has a lot of versatility. I think the biggest question if you're Vancouver is not – what are we looking at the rest of this deadline? I still think they need to go out and get another defenseman to add to their group, but it's where are we going to be playing Lindholm in our lineup? That really is interesting because we did a deep dive on Lindholm as part of our trade deadline countdown on dailyfaceoff.com, and the one of the big things was if you want him to produce at an elite level, going back to a couple years ago, 42 points, 42 goals, 82 points, he needs to play with top-end talent, and that's the one thing that – Vancouver has, but are they willing to break up their lotto line, for instance, in order to do that? That remains to be seen, but also a really good problem to have. Yeah, adding a piece like that and going, oh, God, what are we going to do with all these talented guys in our top six? That's that's good living if you're Rick Tockett. Um, just quickly on that deal, you mentioned not having to give up the top prospect. I was reading some stuff that our pal David Quadrelli put together at Canucks Army, and like they didn't even have to give up Pud Colson or really any of those impacts. Nels Hoaglander, he's another guy that yeah. stays 14 goals this year. Like There could have been other pieces that if you think back to the Flames and their mission and mandate, one of the things I pointed out, and we'll get to them in a second, was – they want to get NHL-ready talent, and yeah. they get some of that in Kuzmenko, but the fact that Vancouver didn't have to pry off any other pieces of their roster I think was really important. And also, I love around deadline time the teams that jump the gun a little bit here. Like, why wait until March 1st or 2nd or even 8th to go make this move? If you like them, just pay for it now. Give them a couple extra weeks to get acclimated. Give yourself a couple more weeks with him in the lineup. Get more value out of this thing. Two years in a row. Yeah. Last year we were in Florida. I remember snapping a pick of Bo Horvat on the beach. The Canucks were on the other end of it. Yeah. They were sending their guy that was having an, their captain who was having an all-world season. He had 29 goals at the break last year. Sent him to the island. And that's sort of what helped spin all of this around. They really quieted down the drama that had existed in Vancouver they took that first-round pick that they got for Horvat and turned it into Philip Aronik, and then it was kind of off to the races from there. Yeah. Let's talk about the Flames' perspective here. While we just mentioned that, you know, Calgary didn't go get a Hoglander or a Pud Colson or any of those impact prospects, I still don't mind this return at all. You get the first-round pick. I love pick, it. You, oh, you love it. There you go. I love it because if you look at it from Calgary's perspective, think about what I just mentioned. They needed some NHL-ready pieces. Mm -hmm. They get one in Kuzmenko, who last year had – he was one goal away from 40 goals and 75 points. That's really good. Except this year <laughs> he's been a square peg in a round yeah. hole in Vancouver. So what do you do? You go out, and I think part of what we're starting to see develop from Craig Conroy and his front office is they're identifying some market inefficiencies. There aren't many other contending teams that have a player of that magnitude that they're let willing to walk from their roster because – when you're in that contender mode, you're trying to keep everyone together. It's kind of rare to see a Kuzmenko go or last year a Tyson Barry go from the Edmonton Oilers. You usually have to keep – you want to keep your core together, and it's almost always futures. But Kuzmenko, you mentioned the cap part of it, and he had to be in this because they wanted to try and move that $5.5 million that he makes. In fact, he had to waive his no-move clause, and there was a – I think – Talking to some of the principals involved, there was a, a part of this deal where they had to convince Kuzmenko, not only are you going to get an opportunity, but we're going to put you with some good players where you can possibly thrive. And so think back to the Sharon Govich trade and then now start to stack up what the Calgary Flames have done over the last 
10 months since Craig Conroy took over. It's not even that long, but you trade Tyler Toffoli. You trade Nikita Zadaroff. Now you've traded Elias Lindholm. They've got a few more to go, but they've gotten a nice mix of futures as well as players for the here and now, Sharon Govich, Kuzmenko, that you can either have those players come in and produce for you or you could flip them later to something else. What do you think the chances are they flip Kuzmenko? Because I look at a team who, again, you just mentioned the names that are offloading. We're assuming Chris Tanev, Noah Hanavin could be the next ones out the door, and I'm going... Why would you keep Kuzmenko? And if you kept 50% of that, $5.5 million, could you not get yourself a really nice return for Kuzmenko and stack up this deal a little bit more? You could, but I think the best case scenario for the Flames, you're dealing with a distressed asset right Mm -hmm. now. He has been a healthy scratch seven-plus games already this season. You've heard Rick Tockett speak in Vancouver about how he doesn't hit the non-negotiables that Vancouver has to play in their lineup on a nightly basis. So what you want to do is try and pump that asset up. And you can do that by playing him. But I think for the long haul, the biggest thing missing in Calgary is talent. And Kuzmenko has some. And if you can drag out the best part of his game and talent, it might be a way more interesting piece for you to keep than to flip into some sort of other future player. Our pals over at Barnburner on Flames Nation, they're going to be covering this from these same seats, Frank, coming up in about 25 minutes. You're going to be joining them as well to start the show, so you'll have more breakdown there. Yeah, and I was going to say, the one other thing to add to the Kuzmenko discussion is if the Flames are trying to get to a spot where two or three years from now they can be a competitive team again, it's way more likely to have that happen with someone like Kuzmenko than another pick that's going to take five years to make it to the NHL. Like I said, we're going to have a roundtable coming up in a few minutes with Johnny Lazarus and Colby Cohen. But a couple more areas I want to hit on before then, Frank. Our deadline countdown article yesterday over at DailyFaceoff.com was all about Adam Henrique. The Duck Center is in the final year of his deal. He's a pending UFA. He's got a pretty big cap hit at $5.8 bucks. When you look at Henrique in the market for him, is he a good check down for teams who maybe don't want to give up a first for Monaghan? Or are him and Monaghan closer than maybe I'm thinking? No, him and Monaghan are very close, and that's sort of where the big gap was. You had the premier center on the market, and as mentioned, Lindholm was the number one piece overall on our trade targets board. But then the next check down is clearly Monaghan. Mm -hmm. They're close, but the big differentiator between Monaghan and Henrique is, first off, Monaghan is, is, in my opinion, a significantly better defensive player. Adam Henrique doesn't stack up in any defensive metrics that you see. You know, you see Monaghan 13th among all forwards in uh, breakups that lead to loose pucks in the defensive zone. Little things like that. They both kill penalties. The Ducks have been toward the bottom of the league in penalty kill, 25th in the league. So Monaghan's played on some better situations, but the biggest differentiator, 5.85 million all the way down to 1.95. That's a huge difference in the sense that it's a lot less gymnastics that you need to do salary cap wise to fit him in and so if they're both going for a similar return which I think they will the player that I'd pick is Monahan, and I think he's also a better at this point it's close but I think he's a slightly better skater and that's another differentiator like something like we have insight to this now NHL edge with the puck and player tracking Sean Monahan has 171 more 22 mile an hour bursts this season than someone like Henrique. Maybe a, a, not a huge thing in the grand scheme of it, but I look at their two games side by side, watching a ton of video of both, and I say, that's the guy that I would be going after. But the market's going to get really competitive now because Lindholm's off the board. Anyone in the market for a center, 
this is your guy and you probably need to act sooner rather than later. Yeah, and especially with Vancouver jumping the market the way that they have. And we kind of have talked about this in the past couple of weeks. The Western Conference is going to be an arms race, Frank. There are seven teams there. I'm still including L.A. Me too. They all have Stanley Cup aspirations. And now if you're an L.A., an Edmonton, a Vegas, you're going, whoa, Vancouver just did that. And I know I'm going to have to face them in round one or round two to get to a conference final. What are we going to do to respond? And maybe we see the market start to heat up a little bit now. I was going to say the other thing, too, about the Calgary Flames, they've got the market potentially cornered on D. When you consider Chris Tanev, there was seemed to be some you know inkling or rumor on social media yesterday that he might have been part of the package. As far as I can understand, he wasn't. But nonetheless, I think the other critical thing for the Flames to get through this all-star break in particular, get me an answer one way or the no- another, is Noah Hannafin re-signing and if not you've got a month to move him so you've traded the number one piece on the board you could potentially have the best defenseman in Hannafin if he makes it to market and you've also got another strong guy in Tanev one other thing I wanted to hit on here a little off-season revisited our pal Stephen Ellis who's going to be on the show with us tomorrow he had a piece go up at dailyfaceoff.com about some fringe not fringe value contracts that were signed that worked out really well he had Alex Lyon in Detroit who's taken on the lion's share of the workload there and delivered really well JVR in Boston Jonathan Quick's been great for the New York Rangers especially early on in the season Jonathan Drouin on that list as well he's the one that stands out for me because quite honestly I didn't have high hopes for Jonathan Drouin going to Colorado I wasn't totally sold as much as the storyline was great with him and McKinnon I was like I don't know if you can just magically put them back together and turn Drouin back into a top six winger but they have Is there a value deal around the league that really sticks out to you? It has to be Jonathan Quick. I I thought legitimately when the Rangers signed him, his career was over. Mm -hmm. You look back to his numbers, and I thought after winning the Stanley Cup last year as the third guy with Vegas, you go, maybe that's just the perfect time to fade into the sunset. Your third Stanley Cup win, you got another ring, you've made a pile of money, let's go. But there's this connection there between the Rangers and Chris Drury and a Connecticut native and, and Jonathan Quick to kind of maybe fulfill some of that, you know, Ranger fandom. And I was like, oh, that's a sentimental signing by the midway point of the year. First off, I didn't envision Shesterkin stumbling the way that he has. And his season has been bizarre for a number of different metrics. But when you look at Quick and how he's saved them, he, that's a big reason why – that signing is why Peter Laviolette's here coaching, top team in the division this weekend at, at the All-Star break. And, and as much as the Canes have really outplayed New York over the last probably six weeks, they're still hanging on to that top spot in the Metro, which part of that's due to the great start that they've had, but part of it's due to the points that Jonathan Quick has been milking for that team over the last number of weeks. Yeah, like he had that unbeaten streak of 9-10 games earlier on in the season. It was uh, quite remarkable. We're running a little low on time, Frank, because we got to keep zipping through the show. So we're going to step aside for a quick break. But first, a message from our friends at Seagram's VO Select Whiskey. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel-aged and set apart. Marked with VO. Artfully blended. Impeccably crafted. As a wedding gift to my son. For the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Back on Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by Botano. Our roundtable, all-star roundtable, is delivered by DoorDash. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. The Morning Cup of Hockey Boys joining us on the show, Colby Cohen and Johnny the Snowman over <laughs> on the end. All white, Johnny. Johnny That's a choice. <laughs> Hey, I, I have a good sty. I don't care what you guys think, and I'm going to wear this. The fact that he calls it sty tells you everything yeah. Yeah, that's, you need yikes. to know. I mean, we're the same age, Cringe and even worthy. I'm a little. Ooh, Why? What would you say? I don't know. Just you say the full word, probably. Okay. Yeah. Did, you save, a, did uh, you save a lot of time in your day by saying sty? Oh, okay. no, we're going to get so off topic with and, this. And now we're just wasting time on the <laughs> yeah. show, Colby. I need to get your guys' take on All-Star Weekend. Big, big changes to the format, guys. We have the skills competition with a million bucks up for grabs, totally revamping the way that works. The All-Star game with the captains and the fantasy draft. Colby, do you think this is going to have the players buying in a little bit more? Not really. Okay. I don't. I really don't. Which, which... I don't like. I wish they would. You don't think a million bucks in the skills competition? That's so much money, Colby. I I think guys might turn it up a little bit, but I also just think that the events are just set up so differently. Missing Curfew has been posting videos on their Twitter the last little bit of clips from like the 91, 92, and 93 skills competition. Like it was so competitive. Like Tony Amani is going against. Brodor and like Yager going against Brodor and like they're battling so hard and like quick shot and I'm like you just don't see that type of effort anymore in these in these skills in these all-star games so I just don't I'm not I I, until I'm see see otherwise, I think it's going to be the same of what we've seen. Do you buy it? Yeah, no, I I think this year's skills competition is going to be the best one that we've seen since then, and the reason for that is not just the million dollars, but Theoretically, the players should have bought in because Connor McDavid designed it, helped design it. And when you get him to buy in, and then Leon Dreisaitl, and then it trickles down, you got the 11 best players in the world and JT Miller. And <laughs> therefore, you know, I think you are you put it in a market Shots that matters. Fired. And I think that's all going to add up to something really memorable. And I also think getting away from the way it was set up before where it was, hey, you do the fastest skater, and then you don't do anything for 45 minutes. Players don't like that because, first off, they don't want to get hurt, mm. but they don't want to sit there cold and bored and, and not entertained. And so I think you're going to see everyone really rev up. And I also wanted to hit on this, though, because when you said this, it made me think of it, is 
were those skills competitions awesome because they were they were legitimately good or is it just because that's when we were kids and that's what we remember yeah but i'm watching it now and i'm seeing it and thinking it's still it's awesome nostalgia. because they're yeah but, but they're competing but so hard that's what i'm saying you're remembering yeah. it because uh, absolutely you were, and we that's, were kids. And so we were talking about this last night and we said the reason why all-star weekend is awesome and we think so much of the mid 90s and whatever else is because we soaked all of that up as kids and mm. now Maybe yeah. this event isn't for well, us. When's Maybe the last time Jeremy Roenick, they had a guy run someone in an all-star game like Jeremy Roenick did? Or, got, I mean, yeah. you just don't see that anymore. They probably had side bets, though, back in the day with, with Roenick and whatnot in all-star games. Oh, I'm but sure I, they were gambling. What do you think? From, from a fan perspective, do you think this is an improvement? I think it's definitely an improvement. I disagree with Colby that the million dollars means nothing. It's a lot of money. And, and Even NHL if you players, have 100 yeah. of them, you still want one more. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. And I think a guy like Matt Barzell, too, that late edition, and we talked about it, I think, a couple days ago, He's gonna he's gonna ramp it up himself. Like Matt Barzal is a guy who probably isn't recognized around the entire league as a top ten, top eleven player, and JT Miller. But Matt Barzal is a guy who wants to prove himself. I think in an event like this, who was a late ad, and he's probably in my books. I think he's a top five guy that can win this thing. So the top eight point earners from events one to six will move on to the, like the shootout style event. And in that shootout style event, they get to pick which goalie mm -hmm. they go up against, which I think is another really fun kind of added layer and could lead to some spiciness. Okay, so you mentioned spiciness, and that's the one thing for me that I want to see. I want to see, like, I, I think in some ways with this player draft tonight, I'm fascinated to see how it goes. But I think in some ways the NHL took the weak way out, which was put Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl already on the same yeah. team. No, make someone else pick Dreisaitl so that McDavid and Dreisaitl can't play together. Mm -hmm. So let's go to that next. Fantasy draft going tonight. You have Justin Bieber with Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley. You have Jack and Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson, Michael Buble, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Will Arnett, Makar McKinnon, and Tate McRae. So I've lined up a couple of yeah. scenarios that I would like to see play out. I'm interested to see what you guys think for the first overall pick. The Toronto guys picking Nylander. I could definitely see that just happening. Kind of lame. Connor McDavid going up with the first overall pick, taking Sidney Crosby. I think that would be cool to see. But what about those Vancouver boys? Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson? <laughs> Jay's face. Yeah, Jay heard me say, uh, say I could just I could yeah. hear the expression on his face when you said that. I would love to see Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson going up, first overall pick, taking their new teammate. Yeah. Elias Lindholm would be cool. That's first, like so obvious. That's going to happen. Yeah, that's so obvious. I, I want like. chaos, though. Yeah, like, give yeah but me, it's, like, not, it's not going to – you're not going to get it. But that's what I'm saying. That's why they took – I, weak weenie whatever you want to call it they took that way out where they could have forced awkward split those awesome guys moments up. yeah yes. split those guys up i still wanted to jump back to that uh player picking a goalie for that shootout thing how could the nhl not have bieber go on bennington how do they not have bennington here with that rivalry they had on social media well, bieber would need to skate better for no but they did you that. see their like little bash they had on social media i think like a year that or two like, ago? yeah that was like two years ago yeah that would have been a perfect thing perfect theater to have bieber been go been. down on bennington for a breakaway maybe it happens who knows could be a surprise maybe bennington can fake fight him again yeah that's what he does all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's good for. Uh, all right, so the fantasy draft is going tonight. I outlined the captains. I think it's going to be cool. Remember last time the NHL had one of these? I think it's fair to say, Frank, players were in their cups a little bit there. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm hoping you they know, let them let loose tonight. So this this is the perfect time to to find a partner. Hey, Yeti, we're, like we're we are we whatever it is, Yeti, or how about Stanley Cup? I mean, yeah. like. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, my wife. It's almost like we work in marketing. Things are so stupid. The thing is literally this big. I'm like, this is embarrassing. 
Wasn't there a I wish I could day? hydrate the that. The only Stanley Cups that'll be in Toronto in the next couple of years. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a picture yeah, of the yeah, Stanley Cups. That's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, that, you're right, Frank. No one knows it's Seagram's VO Select Whiskey if it's in a Yeti cup, you know? Hey, they, they do need to lo- like let the guys loosen up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Here, here's the other thing, and and this stop, is- stop with the era of hurt. I'm not saying you. I'm saying the NHL <laughs> in general. The era of hurt feelings. Do you know why they got rid of the draft before? It was they because they felt bad like for the guy yeah. who was going was last. But felt bad that was the first one. But but it's the players are doing the same thing though, Frank. You watch them. Nobody wants to be the guy who tried hard. That's what you see during during the actual game. You see it during the skills competition now. Where back in like now it's like not cool. If you try hard in the 90s, that's it was true. cool to try hard. So, yeah, your nostalgia point is correct, but that's just how things are now. And I that's why I don't you. see it and, changing. And my, I hope my I'm wrong, answer by the to way. when All-Star Weekend will get better is when the players start giving a bleep. Yeah. But maybe McDavid being a part of this and outlining the process. Like, if Connor McDavid's out there trying hard, then Leon Dreisaitl will try hard. If those two guys are trying hard, it should trickle down, right? In the skills they will, but it I don't should. know about the actual game. Yeah, the game itself is still It's still going to be the same thing because but, no one wants to be that guy. But that, I think skills the has the, comp- has the yeah. ability or at least the chance this <sighs> year to get to a level that it hasn't been in three decades. What's the incentive for them to try hard in the All-Star game? Like, There's, there's no incentive. There's still another so. million dollars on the line. So after taxes, it's like fifty grand for each guy. Oh, if yeah, I wouldn't even. If there's fifty grand here, I'd leave it. I won't even touch. Yeah, it. Yeah, but we're talking about guys who make twelve <laughs> million yeah. a year and ten million a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are the guys who make the most money in the NHL. That's like a standard appearance fee for some guys. Yeah. I also feel like MLB fans love that the All Star Game used to decide like who hosts the World Series. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, me too. You want to? So what are you saying? Should they? Yeah, but that made it. No, I, I think. Why is it dumb? Because you're from the I don't want to try hard generation? No, because if you work your ass off all season to earn a home ice position, why I would it why dumb. would the all star game decide it? Yeah. Why should a Pittsburgh yeah. pirate who Steam won 20 games. What are you saying? The Pirates don't have a chance? <laughs> yes, I'm already writing them off. Uh, but now we're getting off topic. Guys, we got to move <laughs> along with the show. So thank you so much. The Morning Cup of Hockey Boys live Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. Eastern on Daily Face. So thanks for doing this, gents. Yeah, thank we you appreciate guys. it. You guys right, got we'll along well. Yeah, yeah, they surprisingly did. Because we'll we there's not enough break. talking time. That's why. <laughs> Back on Daily Faceoff Live, the show, as always, brought to you by Botano. 19 plus, please play responsibly. The game starts now at Botano.ca. I got something on Botano in a second, Frank. But first, let's head to the Daily Faceoff inbox, hashtag AskDFO. They want to know, percent chance Elias Lindholm stays a Canuck after this year? Five. Woo! It's a low number. They need to figure out, obviously, the Pedersen contract. But the next one that people don't realize is going to be very expensive is Philip Ronick. I, I said before... It's a, it's a number that starts with an 8 all day long. And people don't like hearing that in Vancouver, but that's what the math is. The math is going to math when it comes to the market. And by the way, go back to our Lindholm uh, deadline countdown story where we laid out some comps, and people have been saying forever, Monahan and Henrique, oh, they're not going to get late first-round picks. Compare all the trade comps. and his, The market, there may be season changes. The players may, may change, but the market for these trade pieces Typically does not change. Same thing with the cap. And I see a very, very small window that the Vancouver Canucks can find a way to keep Elias Lindholm. Yes or no from Andrew E. With the Lindholm trade done, are the trade floodgates about to open, Frank, or will it quiet down for another few weeks? My guess is it'll probably quiet down for a little bit. The only caveat that I'm going to throw in there is if someone was really hungry for Lindholm and didn't get him and wants to make sure they're not left holding a bag Mm. on Monaghan... And Henrique. Fair enough. Patano Daily Bets. Frank, I don't have a pick for tonight, but our friends at Patano, they do have odds up for who's going to win the All-Star game itself. I believe they're going to have some skills comp uh, availabilities, but for the odds, 
The Toronto boys with Matthews and Nylander, their team's first. The lowest odds are plus 290 with Jack Hughes and his team with his brother and then Elias Pettersson as well. I'm waiting, though, until we see the rosters. I'm going to study the draft tonight, and on tomorrow's show, I will make my official pick. Okay. I'll be waiting. You'll trust the process a little bit. Uh, Let's wrap up the show with Garbage Time. It's brought to you by Wendy's in the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. I was out day one, and you were too. We both took the Blues. Uh, So embarrassing. Shut out by the Blue Jackets? Uh, Are you kidding me? And it was – I like – I was like, again, the Blue Jackets, really – yeah. And that yeah, uh, every say, every time we say it, dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. The pool is no joke. Uh, Sixty seconds or less. What do you got for garbage time? So it's really kind of simple. I love and I'm really looking forward to NHL All Star Thursday night. They've stretched out the weekend now, added a new night with this draft, and there's also a lot to look forward to at the PWHL three on three game. But in between, they're going to be honoring the 1967 Toronto Maple Leafs. And I was scrolling through my phone the other day, and I think it was the NHL 100 Classic or the Centennial Classic, whatever one I was here for, an outdoor game in Toronto uh, at BMO Field a few years ago. We had a press conference before the game, and Johnny Bauer was there, and all these great all-time Leafs. And I was thinking, wow, what a cool moment it is to have Johnny Bauer sitting up there, and now, of course, he's passed away. And you want to take every opportunity that you can – to honor the past and certainly honor some franchise legends. But here's the only thing I'll say. I don't know if the Toronto Maple Leafs and or the rest of, you know, the (laughs) NHL really recognizes how much of a curse 1967 is and that it's not celebrated. It's more or less knocked. And so we'll see how they... What what the reception is like? Yeah, we got a couple of Leafs fans in the room right now, including our boy Adam Seaborn. He gave us a nice thumbs down. All right, we got to wrap because we got to make room for our pals from Barnburner. They'll be live in a couple of minutes over on the Flames Nation YouTube from the Seagram's Bo Whiskey Studio. Frank, the players maybe aren't allowed to get in their cups tonight, but that doesn't mean the media can't get after it. We can maybe grab one of these, bring it back to our hotel room. I will make it. I will make it my very own. There you go. Uh, shout out to Seagram's as well as DoorDash, Botano, and our friends at Wendy's. You can download the Wendy's app. Even if you suck at the game like Frank and I, you can be a winner at lunchtime with Wendy's. That's a wrap for today's edition of Daily Face Off Live. Big shout out to everyone in the YouTube. And guess what? We'll be back, same place, same time tomorrow, 12 o'clock Eastern. Chat with you then. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.